and welcome to the podcast. I'm Risa. I'm Ariana. And we're the Chromeister Sisters. As a reminder, this podcast is rated T for Teen for strong language and mature themes. Don't like that? Well, tough titty beans. Or not. Whatever. If you want <laughs> wholesome Nancy Drew um, podcastery, head on over to Tammy Tucky's own podcast, Unlocked, where she talks to people about things. And stuff. And a ton of stuff, I'm sure. Probably. Mostly Nancy we'll Drew, real. We it's think. a blind um, transfer, but you know. <laughs> but we want to support. Yeah, so what are we talking <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't, I I don't know where to go from there. I receptionist phraseology, and I'm really sad. <laughs> I'm sorry, sister. <laughs> Ow. It's okay. I'm going to start talking, like... I'm talking to children again. That that stopped happening as much on stream recently. But <laughs> I'm go back to go back to uh yep. to work, and I'm just gonna be like, okay, friends, how's it going? <laughs> so, what are we talking about today, sister? Um, today we are talking about Nancy Drew out of time. Oh, see, that's a much better name. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, we, uh, a couple months ago, we got this topic suggested by one of our patrons, Melted Joan Cusack, who asked us to talk about, oh man, I had it open. I was going to quote it. And then I forgot. So, um, just kind of forgot about the notes. Yeah. That's it. That's um, it. That's it. I was thinking about why uh, Secret of the Old Clock's 1930 thing feels so dumb, and I think part of it is poor execution, and part of it is because it's so dissimilar to the rest of the games. So I wondered, what would the other games be like in the 30s, 40s, or honestly any time period you see fit? So, we came up with four games, and we put them in different eras, um, and how we would change it to work work it in and i think we came up with some great ones i think so too quite honest (laughs) i'm 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 stoked for this one yeah we're gonna do the the time warp again yeah (laughs) i do it all during the week so you know (laughs) so the first one i came up with was last train to blue moon canyon but make it agatha christie so it's being set in the 20s instead. I'm thinking like early Poirot kind of style of, of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so 1920s. And here's how I would change the characters. So Charlena is going to be the author insert character, <laughs> much like uh, Ariadne Oliver in the Poirot novels. So she's there and she's spending the entire time help, try, like afar wanting to help solve what's going on so she could use it for research for her book (laughs) which is kind of what's going on anyway in the story of it being you know wanting to use the the harley hurley jake hurley harley not jade harley (laughs) (laughs) oh no jake hurley (laughs) She's trying to use all of that stuff for a romance novel anyway, but in this version, it's going to be, she's actually more, like, interested in what uh, Nancy's doing and is also kind of helping her along the way. Because obviously, it's the 1920s. She can't just call up George and Bess and be like, hey, can you Google this for me? Right. <laughs> she can't do that. Um, 
So instead, she's going to use Charlena, who knows a lot about all of this already. Uh, Lori Gerard is a flapper. <laughs> I'm thinking like, um, I'm, I'm seeing her in an outfit much like, um, God, what's that character? Daisy, what's her name in Great Gatsby? Uh, the movie yes. version? Yeah, She's, yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of look I'm going for. What is the I No, I can't, I'm not going to get stuck on this. I, uh... <laughs> John Gray is, a, like, a physicist who's Two trying cannons. to see if Thank he can... Thank you, Nickel the Pickle. Sorry. That was going to drive me crazy. It was. Same. But, um... John Gray is a scientist, he is a physicist, and he's trying to see if he can prove the existence of ghosts th- for his his uh, thesis, you know? So he's he's trying. That's what he's there for. He's like, if ghosts are involved, this would be great for my thesis. <laughs> I like the idea of him being, like, a, an academic type, because that's kind of what he exudes, yeah. in a way. Yeah, he likes to... to- try to at least they try to make it sound like he he thinks he's attempting to debunk things yeah it's it doesn't come across very well it comes across weird but <laughs> that but is in my version what she's supposed he's supposed to be trying to do so yes so in this version mm-hmm. he is um i tino never got drafted into world war 1 so instead he joined the police to try and like serve you know but um he's not very good at it and he's an idiot so he's just worse than uh inspector jap so (laughs) he's just bad at his job he's just straight up bad at his job no matter what um and then nancy and the hardys are still just teen detectives you know (laughs) and Lori gerard renovated the train to make it art deco i need this to be said everything is art deco Yes. It's it's fantastic, (laughs) and I love it, and it's, like, her entire area is. So, great thing about trying to set this one in the past is that it already, like, the mystery itself is about something that happens in 1908. So that's still something that, in the 1920s, we don't really have to change that very much. We would just, I would want to set it a little earlier, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, 1888, 1889, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. You know, just a little bit earlier so that there's enough of a difference in time that it does feel like, oh, I kind of heard about that at one point, but I just mm-hmm. forgot about it. Um, but maybe even just, like, because just, like, 20 years would be great because what I really want is for, like, Nancy to do, like, the dancing thing, right? I want it to be, like, she's asking everyone on the train about uh, about the actual, like, have you ever heard of this step? And I want Charlene to be like, oh, I haven't danced that since I was a teenager, you know? <laughs> and then she teaches it to Nancy. I think that would be fun. I like that. So. I like that uh, a lot. I, I love that idea, you know? <laughs> and then everything else can pretty much stay the same. Yeah. Like, the Buell stuff, like, we wouldn't have a... I mean, we we could have kind of, like, a, an assembly line going on with the taffy and everything, but it's just not quite the same. But um, we could do it with some kind of candy, you know? I mean, 
I think the like the fatigue yeah, stuff that could that, all yeah I think we could do yeah separating the taffy that's yeah um and then like the only thing instead of it being like the really really old guy in the in the cheeseburger place instead they're just like following a like a dude to to figure stuff out instead of. <laughs> The weirdness of every time I ring the bell, yeah, when it reminds him of something and he talks about something from the past, that was weird. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And but the whole like cemetery bit could also stay the same. Yeah, yeah, all of that fits fine. Yeah, because the whole thing is it's like a ghost town anyway. So exactly. So that's how I would put Last Train to Blue Moon Canyon into the 1920s. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Okay. I'll go next. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Mine is Stay Tuned for Danger in the 1980s. Because the 1980s, for those of you who aren't really, you know, aware of the subculture that that is (laughs) soap opera... Um, that was its prime. It was in its fucking prime. The hair was never bigger. The shoulder pads never broader. (laughs) And sharper. (laughs) And the collars never bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that you think of when you think of like those over the top 80s outfits, that's just because of, of soap operas. Um... So yeah, that would be a great time to set it. So um, it, so yeah, um, let's see. Um, so one of the details that I'd like to add is I would like there to be 80s music in the cabs instead of racist <laughs> cabbies or, uh, <laughs> you know, racist portrayals of cabbies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, just get some 80s sounding tunes they don't even have to be real they can totally be like yeah one I mean, of one of your sound guys just makes it in garage band i don't care isn't that basically what the music in midnight in salem sounds like <laughs> ha, ha, you can ha, get nancy's ha, husband ha, to <laughs> make it that's that's <laughs> fine exactly um but yeah so that would be a delightful touch also oh my god in the lobby, the music would be great. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, and the uh, so basically everything would be eightiesified to the max. Um, <laughs> so let's see, what are some other details? Um, Maddie's apartment would be super vogue with modern art, like eighties art. So a lot of black and white, angular, semi androgynous women, um, and there would also definitely be a party there. And I, I think that that would be a, a better time to have the um the ticking box yes that would be so much more dramatic Just story-wise like i get that wouldn't have worked at the time when they made stay tuned for danger but like yeah. oh and then there's canapes that nancy can just cram like five in her mouth <laughs> you can just eat the canapes <laughs> it's like puff pastry with like peas in it or something and like crab dip, I don't know. 
Every time I watch something that's set in the 80s and there is a party of some kind, yeah. they have, like, fucking, like, those puff pastry <laughs> horn things <laughs> with, like, salmon in it or something. And it's like, why? <laughs> Continue. We've just got a problem with 80s party movie, movie parties. Um... Okay, so Lillian gets a fucking rad, like, professional woman vibe. She's got that, that like, short but, like, s- sort of spiked slightly toward the, you know, and Vicky's hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do know what you mean. Yes. It's just, like, and, and kind of toss it. And she, I, I wouldn't mind, like, a nice little little dangly single earring. Um, but otherwise, you know, suited professional woman. She's, you know, very, hmm. And um, she would also have a lot to say about feminism and equal treatment for trans and queer people because this is New York in the 80s and my version of Nancy Drew Games isn't so fucking conservative. So. <laughs> in uh, There's an act up sticker in Lillian's office. Yeah. Fuck yeah. She's got, yeah. Yeah. She's like punk turned corporate. And, <laughs> and and I love it. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I I picture. Oh, I forgot because I, I put it up there. Oh no, I okay. Rick Arlen. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Rick Arlen is um your generic eighties douchebag. Like he's dressed like he's from Miami Vice. He um he is also like. I want him to not be so creepy, just <laughs> aggressive, like, like, just full of himself. I want it to be more of a, like, a, a toxic masculinity, like, presenting sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, like, he says, he says he and Lillian dated, and she's like, oh, we did not date. It's like, she, <laughs> He likes to pretend he's womanizers because all the ladies like him. He cannot t- talk to a woman worth shit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Um, Dwayne is a Gordon Gecko wannabe, um, <laughs> with like, yeah, yeah, that's really all I can say about him. Um, I like how he didn't go anywhere into Maddie's, like, it was just like her apartment. This is what's important. Her apartment. Yeah. yeah. Um, Millie started the studio in the 40s because she was the daughter of a media tycoon who thought he was just humoring his modern daughter. I will love this Millie because they think she's crazy, but she's just eccentric and wants people to not suspect the genius that lies beneath the facade. Because I don't want to have the this crazy old woman who can't tell fact from fiction. No thanks. So you're just going to replace her with Hilda Swinton? A little bit. Like it's going to be like she she plays up a little bit. Like she she likes to call them their character names, but she doesn't actually think that's who they are. But she kind of acts like it because it's a joke to her. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh no, I don't really think those things. I'm just fucking with, with him. I, I know his name's Rick Arlen. 
It's like that Ron Swanson bit where, you know, they're getting a little too chummy. I call them the wrong name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so good. Anyway, um, <laughs> but um, Ralph is pretty much unchanged. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, the plot Ralph would the be guard, the guard Gordino. <laughs> Ralph the guard Gordino. Um, but yeah, the plot would be essentially the same, but, um, you know, you know, treated better. And there would be 80s infusions in the dialogue and the details. There will be a lot of opinions on unions because then we can casually work in historical stuff about like how the Reagan administration was super anti, um, union and like Ralph's going to be in like a, a security guard, um, union mm-hmm. and and the everyone on set's gonna be in sag and like so that's gonna be a topic of discussion and then maybe we'll hear like I, I would like that i'd like that little touch yeah it's appropriate but yeah so yeah. uh especially with soap operas didn't they have an issue didn't Mm-hmm. Didn't they go through something where they were hiring was, union actors so yeah. they, they didn't have to pay the proper they were they were trying to like work around it like it was they were trying to reclassify themselves or whatever yeah. it was yeah I can't remember but I yes remember that at least that would be happening in this game <laughs> yes it would we can we can also make up the past for interactive we can <laughs> cuz we don't do it in a racist way okay yeah. So, <laughs> is that it for stay tuned? For That's it for stay tuned for Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> so my next one was Midnight in Salem, but it's at the height of the Satanic Panic in the early nineties. <laughs> so, Yay. I just think that works really well. Um, in my opinion, it does because, like, for me. It's like the, um, well, first off, in this version, May skateboards. Um, That doesn't really, it doesn't affect the story, but it, she skateboards. Hold on, hold on. Chat brings up something that I think is a good reason that this game should be, take place during the Satanic Panic. Please enlighten chat what the Satanic Panic was. So... It was a lot, um, but partially <laughs> there was this huge scandal going on that a, basic, a bunch of child abuse was happening in preschools and daycares, and this was revealed in the late 80s, and it became a huge conspiracy that it wasn't pedophilia or anything. No it, was situ- it was satanic rituals that these children were being used for. Um, like, that was this huge thing. It was them um, devil wor- worshippers trying to exactly. corrupt the children and, exactly. and perform their rituals. Exactly. And make them gay and <laughs> stuff like that. So, um, that big conspiracy theory, then just, it, the, um, satanic church, basically, showed up at about the time. Church of Satan is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Showed up somewhere around when all of this was happening. Yep. Um, and so people started freaking out and they were thinking stuff like, uh, stuff like, um, 
the D and D. Yeah. They, oh go. my gosh. Yeah. They thought D and D was going to cause people to turn to worshiping Satan. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Uh, but that also then because of that happening, young people there was more of a rise in that neo pagan Wiccan stuff going on mm-hmm. because it like as a direct because the eighties happened. <laughs> yeah. So a direct response. Um, and so that was like a huge thing. Yeah. So I think that works really well for Midnight in Salem for what it is. Because like, I like the idea that the original fire that happened before, um, like it happened during the height of all of that. Like, because, um... Her name's not Jenna. Olivia, <laughs> Tegan, and uh, and um, I wouldn't have been able to help you, Lauren. Yes, <laughs> even though it's written Jenna, right there. Not Jenna. Not Jenna. Oh my God, you're right. I did write it down. <laughs> so Lauren, Olivia, and Tegan were like super in. They like had their own coven and everything, which that's canon. Mm-hmm. But it was like they were all like goth and into it and stuff, and it was their like messing around and sticking it to their parents kind of a thing, right? They're just going out there with some candles and stuff and, like, saying words. Like, that's all they were doing. Like all teenage girls do. It's true. Um, (laughs) But then when that fire happens and, you know, uh, May takes the rap for it and everything, everyone just kind of assumes then in, in who knows them is that May has been just, like, she's been dealing with with Satan and worshipping Satan and everything. And that's why this child burned down a building. Mm -hmm. So now that people just have it in their heads that that's who she is. And so then when the fire, when the Hathorne house burns down, everyone's like, she's doing it for her rituals. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it actually ties in more with the witch trials. And I, yeah, I also like that idea because especially since they are, what is it, they're Paris or Perry? Yeah. Paris? Yeah, well, they're Perry, but they're Perry, which is Paris. Of Paris. They um, changed it or whatever. Um, and, you know, they were like, he, he the, the, that, God damn it. Their ancestor fucking headed yeah. the witch trials. He exactly. He and so to have one of his descendants be called a witch is nutso, and I want it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then um, I think a very important thing though is that um, a- Alicia is then still the bad guy, and she's just a a big town lawyer gal. Uh, uh, your your typical nineties um um children's movie uh villain, yeah, because they're exactly. always going to be a, a like property mogul. Exactly, yeah. she's a girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that she effectively utilized her girl power by drugging a woman and trying to sell her land? okay i think i need to be done with this one now okay all right (laughs) but yeah i think it would be fantastic especially since the 
quack trials are kind of where people started to get, like, that's like the beginnings of the satanic panic. It's like the end of that and all of, like, it took a while for that to happen. But it was like that huge, like, we need an enemy mm-hmm. kind of a thing going on. So I think that it... The commies aren't Salem. cutting it anymore. Exactly. Okay. So, and that's Midnight in Salem, but it's the 90s. <laughs> um, so the the last one, mine, uh, is <laughs> um, Alibi in Ashes. But it's the summer of 1976. Um, so 76, and in, in, for those of you who... Um, listen to us in other countries for some reason. Um, <laughs> We're charting. How are you doing this? What? Hi, Russia. What's going on? What is happening? Do you need help? <laughs> you guys okay? Like, um, you cool? Um, no, but <laughs> summer of 76, it was, it was America's 200th anniversary and every American was suddenly the most patriotic and it was a fucking nightmare. Like I, I cannot imagine living through it just because it was, it's a lot like just seeing <laughs> everything from then. Anyway, um, so the puzzle hunt is a small part of the American Bicentennial. The old town hall is being turned into an American history museum for in time for 4th of July. So Nancy is being accused of not only hating her town, but hating America. Yeah. So shit's getting real in River Heights. Um, let's see. Carson is not out of town because... <laughs> It's fucking stupid. Anyway, um, he, uh, but he, he also can't. In our version, he's a present father. Yes. <laughs> well, he'd be around because it's like, yeah, it's a big fucking celebration. And in, in my version, he's a, he, he's very dedicated to the town. So he is also on the, um, the planning committee for this, uh, event that they're having for the 4th of July. And, um, but, however, he also can't get her out of there because um, the chief hates Carson and um, also Nancy constantly shows him up. So he's like, fuck the Drews. Um, so also in this, when um, when Carson is at the like, he's trying to get things ready. And, and like we he, he, he tells us that they're treating him like he's, you know, um. A pariah. Sorry, I lost the word for a second. Um, They're treating him like he's a pariah, uh, which enables him to actually understand what he helped put Alexi through. Um, And so that's I I would like a nice little like reconciliation between them in the um, epilogue. The Dear Hannah section. Um, (laughs) Hannah, you weren't here, so I wrote down everything that happened for you. Um, (laughs) Because you went to spend the 4th of July with your family in California. I don't know. Um, (laughs) She's got a sister who moved out there because, you know, her husband can't take the cold back east. Anyway. um, (laughs) Okay. Tony is using the patriotic outpour to sell her ice cream. So there's going to be a lot of like 
She's gonna have all you want the Paul Revere special. It's gonna have <laughs> rum raisin and <laughs> so yeah. Um, she also is large. She so she's making that it, to sell her ice cream and also to be her platform for being you know. She's she's still running. That's all still going forward. Um, she's also running on um, the platform of saving the museum because. There are a lot of, of protests going on, of, like students in, in uh, at River Heights University. Um, <laughs> they're protesting because they're like, that's not what happened. You guys are sanitizing American history. And so, you know, we can kind of maybe, you know, work in a little bit of that. Nothing else. They, they, they've proven that they want to try to do... Uh, Crowds. Let's give them crowds. Um, yeah, and then they'll T-pose while they're protesting. <laughs> One of them will, like, have their arm up and there's, like, a, a, a the, the sign coming out of their head. But it's yeah. moving in time with the arm. And so exactly. it's just, like, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, but yeah. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but so she's using that as C- now, more than ever, we need to be patriotic Americans and we need to teach our children the, the history of our forefathers, or founding fathers, rather. Um, and so the reason she and George don't get along is because George, who hasn't realized she wants to be an engineer yet, has been very into history in college. And so she knows, like, she's, she's, she's 1970s woke. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I like I like that idea because I feel like yeah. '70s George would definitely be like into protesting and stuff. I think she'd yeah. be, she'd definitely be a cause girl. She she's she fights for everything she believes in, and I dig it. Um, Alexi, let's go into his story. Alexi became a child detective because his older brother, who died in World War II, used to read old noir novels to him. So. He, he just, he just, he started, he was into it because his big, he, it was what he and his big brother did. And, and like every big brother in anything that takes place during World War II, he died. Um, <laughs> lots of people died, guys. Um, and since his family came to America, um, fleeing Germany just in the nick of time, <laughs> um, that they, his parents had strong German accents, and so they were treated as the enemy after the war. Um, never mind the fact that they, because I researched uh, his name, and um, it is of Croatian origin, but there were like a lot, so that he would have been rounded up yeah. during the Holocaust. Anyway, yeah. but that's because that's how, and that's going to be something he's bitter about, like how. That's that's how blind everybody was. It was just, oh, let's find the people that we can focus our hate on. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Ariana's stuff is all like, let's talk about political let's, stuff let's, in that time period. And my stuff is like, yeah, and the aesthetic. And the aesthetic. Well, I, I, yeah, I really got into this one. I don't know why I did, but I did. Um, I researched the history of his family's name. The arc of it. Um... Which means that he's actually, like, got Roman descent because, anyway. Um, 
uh, so his parents were just constantly um, harassed. And so him being the best and the brightest, the golden boy, the one who solved everyone's problems, kind of eased that pressure on his parents. And so he that was another reason that it was so important to him and why it broke him when everybody turned because he was doing it largely to ingratiate his family. And then suddenly there they were in the shit again. And, and he was branded a communist um, and for, you know, exposing corruption in local government. They easily spun it as, oh, of course you're saying that. You're just a communist. Um, and the small people of, the small-minded people of River Heights suspect him of burning the place down out of hatred for America. Oh, well, no, I forgot to finish Brenda and Deirdre. Um, well, who cares? Yeah, whatever. It's, but, no, <laughs> it was, it was all gonna be in that, in that, in that, uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll turn, turn this one into a, uh, fan fiction. Okay. Just a little, like, writing exercise. Yeah. You know how my, okay. my, my fan fictions always start as a little writing exercise and then grow mm-hmm. into, like, a, a several hundred thousand word um, yeah. <laughs> story? Of course. Oh, yeah. Deirdre is still gay. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That is, uh, that's our... Uh, I don't know how to describe what we just did. Nancy um, Drew out of time. Just call it yes. that. That's our Nancy Drew's out of times. That's our Nancy Drew's out of times. You'll notice we barely focused on Nancy Drew in any of these scenarios and instead focused on everything around Nancy Drew. You know, she is the audience insert, okay? <laughs> Player insert, whatever. So yeah, that's ours. We'd love to hear your guys's uh, Nancy's out of timeses. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to keep up with the the captioning. It is not going great. There was something about teachers. <laughs> but yes, tell us yours on our. Oh man, I didn't open up the other thing. Um, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram. Facebook, Discord, mm-hmm. and our fancy website, chromeistersisters.knifefightclub.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spoofify. And in those places, you can, um, stuck, your sister stuck my flight club.com. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <Stop laughs> the best. Okay. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. And in those places, you can tell us to get our shit together and stop <laughs> stop making podcasts like this. I, I honestly, who knows? who knows? Y'all like the weirdest things. Yeah, y'all are crazy. <laughs> we love you for it. Yes. If you would like to support us, you can subscribe to us over on Twitch to get access to our cute little wine glass emote, our Scopa emote. Our sister, no emote. God, I need to stop just listing all of them. Uh, <laughs> and a tier two, our peace out emote. You also get access to podcast night vods and the backer channel on our Discord. Or you could support us over on patreon.com slash sisters to get access to podcast night vods, stream cat pictures, 
backer channel on our Discord, and you can tell us what to talk about, just like this episode that you're listening to right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Give us more of that. Yeah. 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 So, as a reminder, I'm Marisa. Mariana. And we're the Crow Meister Sisters, and we're asking you guys to stay sleuthy.